Welcome to Hope for the Uprooted. I'm Susan Miller, and I am delighted that you joined us today. You know I love the pleasure of your company. And I know that if you're like me, you need hope and encouragement every day, regardless of what you might be facing. We want to encourage you by the guests that we have, um, by the um, biblical application of life that we offer and the practical application. But you matter to me. Uh, I feel like I'm sitting across the table from you sharing a cup of coffee or tea and just listening to your heart and trying to respond to that through this podcast. And just knowing that you're listening makes our day. So thanks for hanging out with us for a while. I have an exciting guest. I just love her dearly. And I just love all my podcast guests. They are so special or they, I wouldn't have them on my podcast, but I want you to meet Rachelin Verghese and she is uh, a dynamite, Uh, a dynamo and dynamite and dynamo in uh, the life of physicians' wives, and those in the medical world. So welcome, Rachelin, and share a little bit about who you are, your husband, and your children. You are so kind, Susan. Uh, Truly, I think you exemplify the word dynamite. Um, I am lucky to know you, and I'm very blessed to enjoy your company. Um, Thank you for inviting me uh, today. Um, I am Rachelin, like you said. I am the wife of Dr. Sarah Verghese. He's a pulmonologist and critical care physician. Um, that's his calling. He loves it. He, he is my loud husband. He is so bold and very intelligent. I always tell him he's the nerd and I bring color to his life. Truly, I'm the smart one because I get to work from home while he is slogging away there in the hospital. Um, We have two little ones, our daughters, they're our world, Tabitha, who is going to be seven, and Abigail, who is four and a half, but I feel like she's hitting her teenage years, you know, I'm getting the sass and the attitude from her. So that's our little family. Well, I think it's um, uh, amazing that as a young woman, that you you not only handle your lifestyle as a physician's wife so well, but in the care of your children and, and um, you've moved. And of course, the impact of that with having a husband that's on call or, you know, at the office a little more than maybe the normal uh, family. Uh, Gosh, tell me how many times you've moved and tell, tell us uh, what, the most difficult thing about being uprooted has been for you? So um, one of the common things about medical wives is the moving. We move so many times and we don't really get to pick where we move because we follow our husbands wherever they go for their multiple years of training. Um, I met my husband in medical school, second year of medical school. So we have moved three states, a total of five times together. Um, 
But the beautiful part of that journey is the charm of setting up each home. You go from like newlyweds, from like a studio apartment where it's so cramped and it gets really hot when you invite people over to like an apartment with two bedrooms so your family can come visit you um, to like your first rental, to your first home. And I think, I think I'm, I, I would like to think that I'm a glass half full kind of person. So for me, it's like, oh, I get to move here. I get to meet my neighbors. I get to set up. Um, I get to have people over for dinner parties. Like I've always looked at it as the charm in setting up a home because um, you can be anywhere. But if you're not, you know, you need to be happy where you are. You need to find purpose where you are. You need to carve out a place for you and your husband and your home and your family as you grow. So yeah, we've moved five, six homes, uh, three states, and it's been a beautiful journey setting up each home. You know, there was a method in my purpose of having you own today. And the fact that you are sharing such encouragement to uh, the young woman who might be out there whose husband is in residency or, you know, they have a lot of career change ahead of them or, you know, the fact that your attitude and your outlook is such as it is and that you look forward to those things. And, you know, there's always difficulty in transition and in being uprooted. But just as I have interviewed the military spouse and a pastor's wife, and, you know, knowing that in the medical world, there too uh, is transition. And I think the more that we grasp that moving and being uprooted and change and transition affects all of us, regardless of our profession or our husband's profession, that was my method in my selection of you, not only for everyone to get to know you, but to understand the role of a doctor's wife in uh, lifestyle. And as a believer, the fact that you are so strong in trusting God with all things. So my goodness, three states and five times. And uh, what was the most, the biggest challenge about any one of those moves? Um, I think the first move was the hardest because we moved from all of our family in Texas. So think warm place, busy place, big city. And we went to Rochester, Minnesota, small town that probably didn't see too many Indian people. And we had zero friends and it was negative 30, one too many times for our comfort. So it was a lot of like adjustment to, and and we were newlyweds. So we were learning to adjust with each other and learning to adjust to a new place. And to be honest, he wasn't home as much as, you know, other husbands were. So a lot of times I would show up to church and sit by myself, you know, or go to events. I think that was the most awkward, like going to an event without my better half. Like you put us together in a party and we will be laughing and joking and, you know, talking about the time when, remember the time when you forgot to turn off your straightener and we had to go back and we were late to church, you know. Um, I I think that was hard for me because I missed him so much. But I think 
one of the most important lessons I learned is to communicate that to him because it's easy to be resentful when you don't have your spouse, your better half with you all the time, or you could channel that and tell him or text him while he's at work and be like, hey, you know what? I wish you were here. I miss you. I love you. You are my better half. You know, like the party is not half as fun without you. And I think, you know, he receives that and he loves that. And he comes running home and he goes, hey, you are my better half. I'm, you know, and he, and he loves that. And I think, I think, you know, I'm not going to lie and say I was always the wonderful wife, you know, but I think learning that helped make a difference in our marriage. And especially when we had kids, they really missed him when he was gone on those long overnighters or a stretch of overnights or long days. And we would just leave him like, voicemails or send him funny pictures and be like we miss you or be you know write messages on his mirror um, when he was gone and I, I think it was very nice when he would leave us little videos too and be like I miss you guys I miss having Saturday morning breakfast with you uh, and things like that so I think I think what I like about a challenge is it kind of makes you very creative it makes you creative and you learn to channel um, your feelings in a good way, in um, as a Christian, you learn to make sure your words are uplifting um, and not tearing someone down and um, learning that my children are watching me um, was a very good reminder for me to um, make sure, I, I never tell my kids, oh yeah, daddy can't show up for this too. You know, I always say, Hey, daddy's helping somebody else out so that we can enjoy this project together so that they recognize that, Hey, he's working hard so that we can have this benefit and blessing. Um, and they, they treasure him and they value him because truly I'm lucky. I get to watch them grow every day. And, you know, he misses out on some of, some of the things that I know that he wishes he was part of. So I think it's, it's teaching my children to love and treasure their husband and, you know, training my heart to love and treasure him as well and communicating to him that I need him. Um, that has been a beautiful lesson that I've learned through all these years. Okay. Now, listeners, do you see why I have Rachel in on <laughs> my show? Because she is definitely an encourager. Um, you know, there are so many women, not just in the medical world, um, doctors, wives, um, but as I said, military, pastors, wives, corporate wives, wives in the sports arena, mm -hmm. uh, missionaries, every, there's so many arenas of life where moving and being uprooted affects the home front. So what you have articulated and shared, uh, it's an encouragement to me uh, to hear you as well as an encouragement to those listening. And I just know that uh, God is using you in a mighty way by the light that you shine for him. Now, from all that you are as a mom and as a physician's wife, you have taken that and use that gift you have to help others. And I am very familiar with the ministry you're involved in side by side. And I want you to share your role in side by side, what it is, 
and just share a little bit about that. I think it's so important for the, the mom, the wife that's sitting out there thinking, I'm the only one. If only I had someone to talk to, if only I had another uh, person that understood. So take it and run with it, Rachel. So that is actually something very common we see among uh, women in our ministry. A lot of them go, oh, nobody else will understand. Oh, I'm the only one that feels this way. Actually, a lot of women feel that way. Um, I felt that way uh, when we first moved from Texas to Minnesota. I went from working three jobs to not having a job. And I applied like 13 places, including like the cashier at a gift shop. And I didn't get the job. And I was like, I don't understand. I have two degrees. How, how am I not qualified enough to be a cashier? Like what is happening? And I struggled with that. And I think that's where the Lord really opened my eyes to understand that, you know, I'm not just a physician wife. I am not just to be the mother of my children. I am his child. And my greatest purpose is fulfilling his will in my life and, you know, channeling whatever talents I had for his glory. And I think that is what kept me rock solid throughout the years. Um, Again, I I shouldn't use the word rock solid because I am human. I do fail. I, you know, I have my own issues, but I think it was always nice to know that the Lord was there. It was a consistency, you know, in all the change he is always there. He was always there. And I knew that. Um, and I found out very quickly, being a preacher's kid kind of follows you for the end of time. Like you try to run away from it. You're like, I'm never going to be a preacher. I'm never going to be a part of ministry, you know? And somehow the Lord just gently drags you into a place that you think you're not comfortable in. And that's what happened. Um, One of the physicians I worked with in Dallas, he said, oh, if you go to Minnesota, you have to join this group. It's called Side by Side. It's for medical spouses. And I'm like, what is it? And he's like, oh, it's a Bible study. And my wife did it when we were in Minnesota and she loved it. So here I go. I'm alone in this new state. I'm already cold and it's only summer. And I'm like, I can't survive if it goes below 60 degrees, you know, and I'm I'm desperate to meet people because I know zero people nobody. And I'm sitting alone in the church pew and I go to the meet and greet in the summer and it's ice cream. Actually, I take that back. I was so eager to go that I went the week before it was. So I went like a Tuesday night before it actually started. And I was kind of embarrassed because I was sitting outside this person's house and I see no cars. So I sent a message to the number going, hi, are you guys still doing the meet and greet summer social? And they're like, oh, it's not till next week. I'm like, oh, oh yeah, that, that's totally fine. I'll be there. I mean, little did she know I was parked outside our house half an hour early, just waiting to get in. Um, so nonetheless, I was very eager. And what I found is my group of women. I found other newlyweds other working women who were just like, we are hungry for God's word. We are hungry for a community of like-minded believers and someone who just gets us. And we were on that same phase of life. Um, So I plugged in and what happened is over the next eight years, these women became my best friends. We had our first babies together. We uh, weathered some really rough storms together. Uh, We had our second set of babies together. We celebrated graduations together, uh, you know, finally making it out of training and becoming staff. Um, 
it was beautiful. We found our people. And I always encourage any medical spouse in any state you are to look up side by side. And you can do that easily at um, cmda.org, uh, side by side. We are um, a nonprofit organization under the Christian Medical and Dental Association um, organization. So we fall under that, but we cater specifically to uh, medical spouses. Uh, if you're in medical school, residency, fellowship staff, we are here to walk by you, help you um, have a better um, Christian walk to help you and encourage you, you know, the long hours that you're alone while your husband is doing his shifts. Uh, we're, we're ministry specifically geared for that. And um, a couple of years ago, I got invited uh, to be a chapter leader in Minnesota. Um, I got conned into it, I want to say, because my leader invited me out for hot chocolate because I don't drink coffee. And I was like, oh, my goodness, how wonderful. There's a woman who drinks hot chocolate like me. And we were in Panera with one of those big cups of hot chocolate with those ginormous pieces of marshmallow. And she goes, hey, I'd like you to be a leader next year. And I'm like, oh, no, this is a trap. I refuse. And I said, ma'am, um, my, my parents were both preachers. Um, I've done my time in church leadership. Um, you know, I used to be in the choir. I used to help set up church. I, I don't think I'm cut out for um, leading, especially a group of women. I'm terrified. And she goes, that's exactly why you'd be perfect. I'm like, no, I don't think you're hearing me. I just said, no. She goes, I want you to think about it. And I'll call you next week. I said, what part of no did this woman not understand? she got her way. I became a chapter leader and eventually uh, I got on the executive team and I now um, help the international chapters that Side by Side has in uh, Africa, in Japan. Um, we also cater to women who are international fellows wives who just come for like one or two years They're, uh, on immigrant visas and we teach them English and the Bible um, in Rochester, Minnesota. So that is something that I love, um, you know, getting to reach out to these women because I grew up abroad and I feel like those are a special set of women that I get to chat with every month and support them as they bless other women in ministry. Well, I'm telling you, um, it, it, you know, you just blow my mind with all of that. What a beautiful story it is. Let me ask you, was the woman who sat across from you drinking hot chocolate Robin Morgenthaler, by chance? She was the woman who initiated the woman who okay. sat across me. Okay. Uh, she was like, that girl, I want you to ask her. And she is the reason why I joined the ministry. And I'm forever grateful to her because she got me into something that I fear. I'm always afraid that I will fail in ministering to a woman. And I think that fear keeps me grounded because I'm always praying like, Lord, please help me. I'm so afraid I'll say the wrong thing. Lord, lead me, you know, guide my ways. And I think it really makes me read my Bible. So I'm grateful. Well, I know Robin well, she, and she is the executive director and founder of Side by Side. Is that correct? Yes. That and she started our after the boxes are unpacked study under Just Move Ministry, she started that with the medical wives in yes. offering our study to those that wanted to uh, take it and run with it. So, 
our study after the boxes are unpacked because the physician's world, medical wives are on the move, uh, has been and is offered in some of your chapters. Yes, so kind of like a summer ritual. We do it every summer in Minnesota because we see these women coming from all these different states, maybe just for a year or two. And we have had such amazing success. We've also offered your book to our women who go abroad, um, you know, to do like a year or two of away um, medical school, and I'm sorry, medical training, uh, where their husbands offer um, services for a year or two and do Christian missionary work there. We've offered those books for those women as they face that challenge of moving from America to an international city. And it's just been a blessing for them. So thank you, Susan, for the amazing work that you have done and the ministry that you started because it, it has truly blessed our women. Well, and, and it has blessed us knowing that we are ministering in another area of uh, a woman's life when she's being uprooted. It, I think over the years, um, my view has enlarged uh, of the need for reaching out to women in all areas of life, because we all right. go through the same things, same feelings, same struggles when we are uprooted by a move. But yes, for those listening, um, you know, Side by Side offers our study in Rochester. Is that right? Yes, Rochester, and, Minnesota. Yeah. And so, and then our book, of course, anyone can go online and check out our resources, but it's important that we are connected and have been for yeah. many a year. But tell me um, what encouragement, and you've your whole talk is threaded with encouragement, but what encouragement would you give to someone who is right now listening and struggling? Um, something that I've told my children, they love, you know, those little glow sticks, but a glow stick doesn't work till you break it. Um, and I want to encourage someone who's going through a difficult time. You're just a glow stick waiting to shine. And you're just a glow stick waiting to show the world God's light. So embrace that struggle you're going through because he's teaching you something amazing. Like all those little bits of you that are being broken that you feel like, I don't think I can take a little more of this struggle or I don't think I can take a little more of the long hours he's gone or I don't think I can take just a little more of being alone. Just remember that he is purposing and fashioning you to be this amazing light in the darkness. Like you, when we first started, on, and he was in medical school. I was the only one earning and I had a super small job. And I mean, our budget was tight. I clipped the coupons. I looked for the sales. I mean, we knew where every dollar was going, but guess what? That's a beautiful season. And the Lord prepared us for someone who was going to come follow a couple of years down the way. Like we talk to couples all the time. They're like, oh, residency is so difficult. We're never going to make it. We're like, nope. If we made it, you're going to make it because God is good and he is perfect and he is going to give you all the grace and the strength you need to get through it. And just remember, you're a glow stick and you're just being broken so that you can shine for his light and his purpose in the darkness. And I couldn't, I, I am privileged that he picked me to go through a couple of things. I'm like, my goodness, God, you picked me. You trust me to go through that because you know that at the end of it, I'm going to bless your name 
and I'm going to testify of your goodness in front of somebody. I'm like, I am the lucky one. So consider yourself chosen, that you're lucky, that he trusts you with what you're going through. I mean, how- Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I'm going to go out to the dollar store and buy glow <laughs> sticks to hand out to everybody. There you go. In my there class. You- <laughs> oh my goodness. And our children and grandchildren. Thank you for that visual. Mm-hmm. Um, and to piggyback that, yeah. Share one of a scripture that is so meaningful to you when you do get down. Sure. Um, is it okay if it's just like five scriptures? I mean, five well, it's, it's part of the same sign. So yes, uh, it's Psalm 93. And listen, I've got like the millennial version of the Bible. It's like the NLT. So it's not your typical like King James version. So pardon me, but um, this just talks about like how magnificent God is but not excluding the fact that we as Christians will go through struggles. And I, and I love that, you know, this uh, Psalm, it's short, it's just five verses, but it exemplifies how he is consistent through everything and we can trust in him. It's Psalm 93 verses one through five. The Lord is King. He's robed in majesty. Indeed, the Lord is robed in majesty and armed with strength. The world stands firm and cannot be shaken. Your throne, O Lord, has stood from time immemorial. You yourself are from the everlasting paths. Now, verse three, the floods have risen up, O Lord. The floods have roared like thunder. The floods have lifted their pounding waves. Four, but mightier than the violent raging of the seas, mightier than the breakers on the shore, the Lord above is mightier than these. I mean, Five, your royal laws cannot be changed. Your reign, O Lord, is holy forever and ever. And I love the song. It's like, it, it acknowledges the fact that we will go through difficulty. It acknowledges the fact that it will be overwhelming. But it recognizes the fact that the Lord is steadfast through it all. And he is above it all. And how blessed are we that we get to be called his children. Like, you know, you go through it and you're like, all right, Lord, this really stinks. I think the burden is getting a little too heavy for me. And he goes, I got you. I just needed you to tell me that, but I got you, you know, and I love it. Yes. And to what a reminder that God will never leave us or forsake us mm-hmm. and that he is always with us through the storms in life, through those high waves, when the undercurrent comes and yeah. sweeps us under, he is uh, our anchor. And so, you know, that is such a, again, a wonderful word picture of God's mighty power and that he is with us. Thank you for those words. And then, um, tell us, give a woman one, two, three bullet points of what, uh, practical things she can do to settle in, uh, when she's on the move. I am a, I like practical things like my husband loves poetry and, you know, theological prose. I'm like, give me the bullet points. What do I need to do? You know? So number one, and I think the most important thing for me is do not be isolated. I'm a big people person. My husband is more of an introvert, but still isolation is not good for anybody. If it means, you know, bamboozling your neighbors, you know, stalking someone in church and going, I saw that you have kids, my kids age, I want to hang out with you or going to the park at godforsaken hours. Well, I say that because of the heat here in Arizona, but you know, good hours where other kids are there. So your kids can make friends and you can make friends. 
I think is very, very important. It also is important that you keep in touch with your friends that where you've moved from, not to, um, not to be weary where you are, but to relive the fun and the good memories. And, you know, they will encourage you. You, you don't know if they may have gone through the same thing and they might have a good word to minister to your life. Um, so keep in touch with your old friends, kind of keep them updated and like, hey, we're moving, we got our home or hey, he got this promotion at work or hey, the kids are doing great. They lost their third tooth this week, you know, just sharing those simple things so that you, while you're moving on, you're not cutting off ties with the people that you love and have invested into relationships with, but you're still um, sowing seeds into the ground to have new friends. So, you know, it's a balance of like the old and the new, but never isolate yourself. No one wants to be lonely. So that's number one. Number two is continue family traditions. So you have that sense of you need some consistency in your life. Like everything is changing for the kids, for you and your husband, you know, it's new schools, new jobs, new bus routes, um, but have that family tradition. If it means like movie nights when daddy's back from like a, you know, stretch of night shifts or like eating popcorn when, so my girls are a little clinging. So if they sleep through the night, my, when we first moved, I was like, you get to celebrate with popcorn. We'll have a popcorn bar and we'll like try different flavors of popcorn. Um, or we would do like a traditional dinner every Friday night or every first Friday night. So we'd dress up in our traditional clothes and I would make like this huge spread of food and we'd put candles up and do the fancy glasses. And it was our thing, you know, and it was something we did together. And we did it there and we did it here. So they know that, hey, you know what? Home is there. We can go home. Like no matter what changes, home is there. Um, so, you know, continuing family traditions, that's number two. And the third is you're a person too in this journey. Yes, your husband's moving. Yes, your kids are getting new friends, but guess what? You're a person too. So revive your interests in an old hobby. Find that one thing that you have loved. It could be reading. It could be crafting. It could be cooking something new. Find that thing that you love and revive it again because you need that something for you so that your cup is filled so you can pour out to the people in your family. Um, you know, and trust the Lord with it. Like he might use it to, for you to make new friends in your neighborhood. He might use it to be a conversational piece with someone else. Um, so yeah, protect that. And I know those are three points, but no, oh, that's that, Yeah. Hey, yes. And I preach it, sister, the whole, <laughs> the whole tradition thing. The first thing we do is put up a hammock and that means home, you know, oh, and nice. you know, so those traditions are huge. And then, to um, to take care of yourself. Sometimes moms get lost in the maze of moving and unpacking and taking care of everybody. Yeah. And so it's it's important to take care of yourself and to spend that time with the Lord in uh, rediscovering who you are in Christ. Don't don't lose yourself. So so important. And of course, I'm all over the not being isolated. That's why I encourage people to find a church, find a church, find a church, the three most important things and to, um, to join up and join in 
with whatever might be of interest. And then, of course, to find a study, a just moved after the boxes study, and then a side by side study. Well, it just doesn't get much better than that. Um, and speaking of side by side, if someone is thinking, oh, gosh, I forgot to write that down. Tell, um, tell us again how to get in touch with Side by Side to find out if a chapter is in their area. Sure. It's super simple. You go to cmda.org and, um, you know, Side by Side is under one of their tabs. So you can do cmda.org backslash side hyphen by hyphen side. Um, that's another way to get to it. And all of our chapters have been divided into regions, east, west, north, south, and international. And it's so easy for you to find a chapter under each of those regions. In the event that you don't find your chapter, just shoot the regional director an email, and they will either um, connect you with a side-by-side -side person in the area or help you set up a chapter. And we will, you know, stand by you the entire time. We cover you with prayer. We reach out to you every month. Uh, we make sure that we send resources your way. Our goal is to get you connected and stay connected with the Lord, your husband, your family, yourself through the entire medical journey. And we are there for it. We, we love this ministry and we'd love for you to be a part of this ministry. And it's super easy to find us. And if you want to extend that uh, to struggling with the moving aspect, I encourage you to go to justmove.org, check out our resources, call our office. The number is there uh, in our, on our website, justmove.org. Sign up for everything that's free, which Just Move community that helps so much. Our weekly words of encouragement does just that weekly. Um, our studies, my goodness, we're all over the world. We just started a study in Misawa, Japan. So we are so excited about that. We're international as you are. Yeah. And we are two ministries side by side, as well as just moved that are here for the woman like those that are listening that feel misplaced, displaced, disillusioned, disencouraged. We have a Christ-centered uh, ministries to offer you. So, Rachel, and thank you so much. What a treat this has been for our listeners and for me. And may God bless you. And thank you for your time and your wisdom in all that you have shared with us. Yeah. And uh, I look forward to seeing you again, maybe over hot chocolate one day. Over hot chocolate. Yeah. But not now, hot. not now in the, in the Phoenix heat. It's like oh. 110, you know, here. But, but bless you. Thank you again. Thank you. And we look forward to talking to you again. Thank I'm you excited. so much. Thank you. Blessing. And for those of you that have listened, oh my goodness, you know, we just love the pleasure of your company and that you have uh, hung out with us for a while. Most importantly, know that I believe in you. Uh, I have, and for many of you, I have walked your journey in one way or another. And I just want you to remember that uh, always stay close to Jesus. It just doesn't get any better than that, no matter what you're going through or what you're facing. Stay well, stay healthy, and stay close to Jesus. And we'll see you next time you join us on our podcast. Have a great day. Thank you.
Hope for the Uprooted with Susan Miller is a production of Just Move Ministry. Just Move Ministry is a non-profit, non-denominational ministry dedicated to the emotional well-being, spiritual growth, and ongoing resilience of women uprooted by a move or other major life change. Susan Miller is the founder of Just Move Ministry and the author of After the Boxes Are Unpacked. Around the world, women uprooted by a move are gathering in After the Boxes Are Unpacked study groups. Together, they form friendships and find belonging in a new community while seeking to understand how God is using their move to grow and deepen them. Learn more at justmoved.org where you can sign up for weekly words of encouragement, subscribe to Bloom, an inspirational publication, and read new articles every month that inform and inspire. Join the Just Moved community and the Just Moved community Facebook group, a place to connect with and be encouraged by other women anticipating or recovering from a move.